Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another installation of the podcast that the Central American Group does. The purpose of these recordings is to have conversations with people that have various uh, expertise in doing business in Central America. Today, we have with us Federico Rivera. And Federico is the head of an organization that uh, has to do with the medical device cluster in Costa Rica. But I'll let Federico introduce himself uh, and tell us about his organization. Hello, Federico. How are you today? I'm doing just great, Steve, and happy to be here. And hello to all the persons uh, listening uh, to your interesting uh, podcasts. Could you tell um, us a little bit about yourself and your, your organization? Yes, yes. No, well, um, I'm going to go a little bit back, but uh, I st- uh, my professional life started as an electrical engineer, started in Costa Rica. And uh, life took me to various jobs until you know, I uh, did uh, 10 years uh, of uh, semiconductor life with Intel here in down Costa Rica. But that was in itself a big, big learning, not only for me, but many professionals that came about and, and uh, were able to uh, work for these uh, huge company, uh, worldwide uh, presence. And uh, that opened up a lot of possibilities, uh, not only for me as a professional, but for the country. But then on, on the side, uh, medical devices was picking up and uh, some of that, again, because of the high capabilities uh, from a technical standpoint of the country. So that in itself uh, fueled up uh, to be right now the uh, biggest exporting sector of the country. The medical device uh, sector represents about 36% of the exports. And that's where I am right now. I've been working with uh, various uh, medical device companies over the last few years. And um, it, it's, it's an amazing. So my career, uh, although technically background, has uh, grown through different individual contributor roles uh, up to uh, top management positions in various of those companies. Well, that's interesting. Um, just a little background on the medical device industry in Costa Rica. After Mexico, Costa Rica is the largest exporter of medical devices in Latin America. And, and that being the case, uh, what kind of companies make up the medical device cluster in Costa Rica? Well, the, the medical device sector is composed uh, all the way from huge uh, or very large and, and, and say, leaders in their business, uh, medical device companies. Uh, we have uh, brands like Boston Scientific, Abbott, Hologic. Uh, we have Eros Life Sciences and many others that are top uh, are in here. Uh, but also uh, a, a huge base nowadays of uh, suppliers, which are companies that uh, may do parts or subcomponents or processes or transformations to some of the materials to supply these companies. So the sector has grown tremendously and is composed right now of over 90 companies of those types. You know, you've got quite a number of big names and and you've just mentioned that a supplier base is is developing in Costa Rica. Um, Like any other place, I would assume there's gaps in the supplier base. Uh, what kind of companies aren't there that you would like to see there as suppliers? 
I think uh, more and more that that gap is being closed. There's a big drive in the country for making local supply of many of the components or services that the sector is demanding. So over time, uh, what has happened is that most of these big companies come with a process that was already established in a different location. And that uh, means that also the supplier base was from outside. But over time, um, you know, various of the companies using the same suppliers resulted in those suppliers looking for nesting here down in Costa Rica. But not also that, but uh, the country in itself, its local industry has picked up the pace and has started to do programs and fuel up being able to do chains of uh, supply internally, not from companies that come or came with these uh, other, uh, you know, big manufacturers, but as local people or local industries, uh, say, for example, plastics or precision machining that were already present here. It just now serving and catering for the medical device cluster and with the standards and quality requirements that a regulated industry needs. Now, for those areas where you're still looking to get additional suppliers in and and preferably domestic suppliers to help the local economy uh, what's needed to to motivate entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that's a great question because as we all want these to grow more and more because we feel definitely first it's a it's a it's a very uh, um uh, socially responsible uh, sector. Yeah. You know, most companies that come have very uh, social, environmental, and governance-oriented uh, projects and, and philosophy overall from corporate uh, organizations that are mature. Uh, so people get the right compensation, people get the right service, people are promoted, people get uh, incentives to grow. Uh, so uh, what uh, is missing, though, is the ability of uh, help entrepreneurs or spin-offs to be successful. And uh, I specifically talk about um, uh, governance from uh, the central government to enable these startups to have uh, access to venture capital or angel funds that will help them out during the earlier years of startups to become strong enough to be sustainable and economically feasible. Uh, knowledge is here. We have a great knowledge from professionals in all, all the fields, um, but of course, all, all that is STEM-related, uh, technical side is very, very strong, but also on the administrative or financial services and such, we have a great base also happening there. So that portion is there, the human capability is there, it's more the business side that that needs needs to to mature a little more, and the government right now is centered around that precisely. You know, when talking to people that have an interest in Costa Rica, one of the things that we at the Central American Group do is communicate to those individuals that the workforce in Costa Rica is is formidable in terms of of education and training. Can you comment a little bit on the workforce that uh, that you've encountered in 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 your activities in in your country? Sure, I'm going to start with the first layer, which is you know the 
the more manual type of work. Uh, and we have, uh, we have industries that are fully automated, robotics and what have you not, uh, optic systems for inspection, et cetera, all the way to very manual assembly, you know, very, very demanding on the ability itself of, uh, of the person, the craftsmanship of, of, of the person. Uh, so, so it's, 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 it's a huge array of, of needs, but basically, um, people, uh, do, uh, like the fact that the companies back up, uh, their professional work with possibilities of, uh, development for themselves. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity for them to have a stable job with good benefits and, and being in a, in a, in a, in a right environment but also you know, the possibility to grow further. So that's, say, the entry level, the operator level have that, and they are very committed to work. Now, the next level, let's call it the administrative level, and you know, middle management and all that layer, is composed of very, uh, you know, very strong professional base of different trades, um, many of them from the, as I was saying before, uh, the technical side, but many of them also from the administrative side, uh, logistics, uh, supply chain management, uh, EHNS, um, human resources, of course, uh, you name it. So it's also lower. And, and that uh, group also benefits from the fact that uh, incentives uh, helping them grow are there. Most of the companies, or all of them, I, I cannot say one that doesn't have that as part of their compensation package, has that as part of the integration, because they do see uh, workers as a very important uh, means of getting good results. So that is in for them. And then you get the third layer, which is, you know, top management, uh, we call it the, you know, business leaders, uh, uh, senior executive leaders, directors, VPs, et cetera, whatever your, the other organization set up. And, and, and they basically get exposed to a worldwide management or worldwide interaction with ordered plans, uh, depending on the company, of course. But uh, then that they get uh, a, a, an exposure uh, and their leadership is really tested in a worldwide environment. So I think all three levels definitely have their challenges to to afford or to, or to look forward, but also have their benefits. So I think it works really fine. Okay. Um, as far as the organization that you, you lead that uh, represents the medical device cluster, uh, what are some of the things that uh, the organization has achieved thus far? Well, first of all, we, we have uh, gone through a two-year journey coming to our third year now uh, in grouping uh, the medical device sector actors. So uh, we started off as a small group of companies at the time that wanted definitely to create synergy from a, a sector in a country standpoint, meaning uh, many of the companies that are here are uh, definitely competing against the market in, in you know, outside the border. Uh, but in here, we need the same services, I mean, be those uh, from infrastructure, from the government, uh, laws, uh, educational focus from uh, universities uh, or technical schools, uh, you name it. All the fields are common ground. So uh, through the help of uh, our um, investing uh, um, promoting agency, Cinde, which has done a great job uh, for us and for the sector over the last 10, 15 years, uh, the group was created and we have been able to establish in a force that is picking up more and more advocates uh, uh, every single day. That then precisely synergizes on creating 
the right environment for this sector to grow, including what we were talking about, uh, talking about before, the entrepreneurs and bringing also the fund providers to the table to talk and then create a, 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 whole, a holistic sector of medical devices within Costa Rica. You know, uh, I, I know that you have events and, and uh, other uh, plans in the future. Can you name, uh, name them for us? Give us a chance to know what kind of initiatives you're involved in. Yes, yes, sure. So um, um, as a sector, as a medical device cluster, uh, we are seeking precisely the growth of, uh, of the country. Uh, we, 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 we go in not thinking of what's in for me as a company, but what's in for us as a country, as a sector within the country. We realize that uh, although we are the biggest exporter in the country right now, uh, we, we hit uh, $5.2 billion last year, and this, this year is going to be even higher. So uh, although that is growing, we definitely want that to continue, but not only to continue as the manufacturing sector of medical devices, but of uh, of an entity that can definitely incentivate and create the system necessary for research and development within country. Costa Rica's health system has a good name, a great name, not only within Latin America, but worldwide, it's positioned in number 33. So we have a great base and knowledge from a practitioner of medicine standpoint. What we now have is the ability to turn that into uh, a foundry and an opportunity for development also of life sciences within Costa Rica with the knowledge that we already have and the, with the industry base that we already have. Well, that's extremely interesting. It's exciting to see how the Costa Rican medical device uh, cluster has, has grown in a relatively short amount of time. One of the things that we experience when we produce and, and publish these podcasts is that listeners come back to us with questions and to be able to handle those questions in in the best possible way we like to create an environment in which they can contact uh, the interviewees that we have um, so that they can go directly to the source of information so if somebody wants to uh, get and ask a question to you directly about the costa rican medical device cluster uh, how how can they contact you federico Sure, sure. We, we, as an organization, um, we have uh, set up some initial uh, systems. Our um, communication platform is in the process of being modified. So I will definitely like to share uh, that to you when it is up and running. But for now, I am available as a, a point of contact. Um, my email is uh, Federico, that'll be F-E-D-E-R-I-C-O-R at unomed.com, which is U-N-N-O-M-E-D.com. So they can write me up. I have no problem uh, you know, catering all questions and inquiries that uh, uh, listeners uh, may have to you know, uh, talk further or explore opportunities. Uh, but when we uh, have this uh, new communication platform up and running, which is in a few weeks, I will share that to you so that it can also be shared with your uh, listeners. 
And another thing we'll do with your permission, of course, is in the, the uh, transcript that's going to be below the uh, audio box that plays the, the podcast, we can put a link to your uh, LinkedIn profile. Would that be okay? That'll be just fine. Absolutely. Happy to help anyone that, uh, you know, needs uh, our support and anything related. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks a lot for joining me today, and we really appreciate you taking the time to tell us about uh, the exciting things that are happening in the Costa Rican medical device cluster. Thank you for the opportunity to be here and sharing in a few minutes our history and our path forward, and happy to you know, be here any, more, any other time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.